Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It is the number one gainer in the S&P 500 today, up about 21%. Stick around, everybody, and we'll tell you exactly who, what, where, and why in just a moment right here on Bloomberg Markets. Let's get back, though, to your top business stories, and uh, let's get an update on today's trading session. Here is Charlie Pellet. And I thank you very much, Carol Nasser. Again, welcome back. In a word higher for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ. But right now, the numbers at the close of floor trading on the Dimex, brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit USCF. USCFinvestments.com. That's USCFinvestments.com. West Texas Intermediate crude up one and a half percent, up sixty-eight cents a barrel to forty-seven oh eight. Stocks higher right now. The S and P advancing eleven. That's a record at twenty-four seventy-one, up four tenths of one percent. Nasdaq is at sixty-three eighty-five, up seven tenths of one percent. Also at a record. The Dow advancing forty-one points, up two tenths of one percent to twenty-one thousand six hundred eighteen. Morgan Stanley shares are up by two and a half percent for a second straight quarter. Morgan Stanley posted more fixed income revenue than its biggest competitor, Goldman Sachs, in one of Wall. Street's most hotly contested arenas. Brendan Hawken uh, covers banks for UBS. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television. I would say that the revenue trends at Morgan Stanley, you know, look, one quarter is always a little bit volatile. But, you know, even if we stretch it out, we want to talk about year to date. Uh, This is actually, as far as as long as my memory goes back, the first time we've seen a six-month string where Morgan Stanley's FIC revenue is actually higher than its rival Goldman Sachs, which I think is really something. FIC, by the way, financial shorthand or jargon for fixed income, currency, and commodities. And people briefed on the decision say Morgan Stanley has become the latest global bank to pick Frankfurt for its new trading headquarters inside the European Union after Brexit. Gold now down 50 cents, a little changed at 12.41. We've got West Texas Intermediate crude up 1.5%, 47.09 a barrel. Again, the S&P at a record up 11, a gain there of five-tenths of 1%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you so much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Masser, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Well, breathing, and more specifically, a treatment that uh, can maybe help people breathe easier is certainly in focus today. It's a drug uh, that is uh, put out there by Vertex, and that stock, shares of Vertex Pharmaceuticals, man, they are surging up more than 20% up the most in three years. Let's get the details from Rod Tatiana uh, Daria. She is our, Daria, excuse me, she is our healthcare stocks reporter at Bloomberg News, and she joins me in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. So let's break it down. So, um, Tatiana, Vertex is up, as I mentioned, surging big time. There's an experimental new drug combination that it's got out there. And what what are they finding out with this? Yes, so they just presented data on a, a drug cocktail that basically mixes one of their approved drugs, one of their experimental drugs, and one new molecule. And they're finding that this combination actually helps a lot of patients breathe easier, patients who have a cystic fibrosis, which is a lung disease that doesn't allow them or makes it more difficult for them to breathe 
breathe and also can um, lead to uh, to earlier deaths. So uh, this new combination actually helps the people that they have not been able to help so far who mm-hmm. have a very difficult form of this disease. And they also showed that they can help the people who uh, Vertex is already helping with their drugs. The company is actually the industry leader in uh, cystic fibrosis. They have uh, the biggest market share there. But uh, the hopes here and investors are excited about the fact that they can actually expand this patient pool. So they're currently treating or there are currently about 30,000 uh, patients who are eligible for their treatments. And How many? Say that again. 30,000. Okay. Uh, and they uh, want to expand that to almost 70,000 uh, or 68,000 people. And that would be about 90% of this market. So they really want to treat everyone. So this boosted Vertex's market cap by about $8 billion, if I'm correct. I mean, that's huge. Uh, are investors getting ahead of themselves, or is, is it justified, this move up, based on the results? Uh, I mean, uh, a little bit. Um, I think we've got analysts also saying that investors may be getting a little bit ahead of themselves because we have visibility into the late 2020s, into what this new drugs can bring in terms of revenue. But uh, there's still uncertainties out there if uh, the company can defend this franchise. They have indicated that with this new triple combination drugs, they'll be able to extend their commercial life beyond uh, 2030. But um, after that, they, they do have competition. Um, they do have companies also. Right. Uh, there is a European company also trying to develop the triple combination drug. They're far behind, but there's still some uh, competition out there looming, although far um in the future. Let me throw some numbers out at you. So right now you've got Vertex Pharmaceuticals. Of course, it's just one of their drugs, but it was just boosted by about $8 billion in terms of their market cap because of that news today. And I'm looking at some, some research that says uh, the cystic fibrosis therapeutics market size worth about almost $14 billion by 2025. So it's good to kind of keep it a little bit in perspective, right, in terms of what they may gain. This is, though, potentially easily a billion-dollar-plus drug for them on an annual basis, or maybe not? Yes, so um, it's interesting because we've seen various estimates, but we have Morgan Stanley, and this is one of the most bullish estimates that I've seen. They say that the bull-case scenario uh, for uh, the the drugs that they're uh, developing could be about $9 billion in peak sales, global sales. and Annually? uh, Annual. Wow. That's right. So you currently have the company uh, indicated or um, estimated that they'll generate $2 billion dollars this year and uh, we have estimates here looking at nine billion dollars um, although we don't have a timeline for that but uh, it indicates you know the, the huge market opportunity that investors are seeing okay so let me just ask you what's the next step um, the drug process getting approval it's a multi-step process where are they and when we might actually see this drug on the market Correct. So um, actually, we have some estimates looking at uh, seeing this drug on the market as soon as 2019. And we have some catalysts next year. They do have another molecule, another program that they're testing. They're also trying to decide uh, which combination because they tested three different drug cocktails and they're trying to pick one to go for approval. Uh, and we'll likely hear about that uh, into later. And they're also um, earlier this year tested a dual combination, meaning one of their experimental drugs, one of their approved 
drugs, and they have uh, approval or potential uh, decision on that um, maybe next year because they're only filing later this year. And another part of the story I should mention is M&A. The company has been in focus as being as an attractive target for companies like Gilead. We have Leering saying that Gilead could buy it for as much as $230. But uh, we have analysts like uh, at City who are saying that who are trying to throw some water on this M&A flames and are saying you're looking at a company that has a $40 billion market cap in, yeah. in this environment and the uncertainty uh, on tax reform, or we, you know, you don't many, maybe some investors are hesitant to really right. own the stock for M&A only. Well, nonetheless, uh, Vertex certainly get a big boost on that news today. Uh, Tatiana, thank you. We appreciate the, the analysis. Tatiana Darie, she is our healthcare stocks reporter at Bloomberg News, joining us in our Bloomberg 1130 studio right here in New York City. Coming up, we'll get another check on the markets in today's trading. This is Bloomberg. And now, though, first, let's get a check on the latest world and national news headlines. We've got Adrian Mitchell in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Carol. President Trump says GOP senators shouldn't leave town without a health care plan. Inaction is not an option. After a White House lunch with Republican senators, he said now is the time to keep their promise to act on health care. The Supreme Court has rejected part of the president's travel ban. It says the government must let in the grandparents, cousins and other relatives of people from six mostly Muslim countries who are already in the U.S. The president calls it fake news, but the White House confirms he and Russian President Putin had a second meeting at the G20 summit. Bloomberg chief Washington correspondent Kevin Cirilli says this isn't uncommon, but this time there's a difference. We saw this in the Obama administration with Vladimir Putin and now former President Barack Obama when they did this in 2013. But what is interesting is that the Obama administration immediately disclosed it. Trade talks between the U.S. and China have gotten off to a tense start with Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross complaining bluntly about the trade gap with China, but former Commerce Secretary Gary Locke warns against imposing sanctions. That'll only lead to a trade war, because if if the president were to follow through on his promise of 55% tariffs on all Chinese goods coming into the United States, there's nothing to stop China from doing exactly the same thing on U.S. products. Locke says in a trade war, everyone loses. The European Union says it's close to recommending action that could lead to Poland losing its EU voting rights. Its Law and Justice Party has raised concern about authoritarian rule. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.